Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and shout out to David that couldn't make it tonight. And today, I'm really excited for our guests, and I'm really excited for the guys. I'm really going to look out for my brethren today because... Fortunately or unfortunately, we are no longer in our 20s, and for Halloween parties, we can no longer get by by just putting vodka and high C orange juice. I don't think <laughs> that the ladies that are in our lives really appreciate that, and they like it if we took more time and attention to this holiday as it is the jump off for the holiday season. And luckily, I have a guest who has a winery, and she is going to talk about all of the wonderful treats, and you will be able to brag and be the envy of everyone at the party when you know about the spooky gifts and spooky-inspired type drinks that we create for the upcoming holiday season, most notably uh, Halloween. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Susie Selby to the podcast. Welcome, Susie. Thank you. I'm very happy to be to the, at the podcast. Um, I love Halloween, but I also love cocktails. So it's a perfect combination. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and since you do, I guess to, to start right off, do you roll your eyes like a lot of other women when guys usually, well, you know, we kind of half-ass it, and <laughs> we may just put vodka in something orange and call it a day? You know what? I think all women are fine with that. As long as the guy is cool and funny and you're having a good time. However, when you're creating a, when you're hosting a party and you're creating an atmosphere, it's always fun to have something that is a little bit thematic. And there are easy ways to make, to make it a fun adult party. And I also Very find, nice. I'm sure you're finding, especially, you know, as we get older and older and some of our kids are getting older, um, there's a lot more focus on having a great time with cocktails and and um, definitely having adult-themed costume parties. Yes, yes. There, it's at the point now that I think that adults push children out of the way to get that outfit at the, yeah. <laughs> at the Halloween yeah. shop now. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I know. I know it's bad when they're competing with their kids, but no, that's funny. Well, and um, I, I want to start by saying I, I am a winemaker by trade. I'm not a, a professional bartender by any means, but I sure do practice a lot, and I appreciate <laughs> – um, not only uh, the, the taste of a good cocktail or the atmosphere it sets, but um, also the aesthetics of something. And um, presentation, presentation can always make a difference. I would have to agree with you on that. When you talk about atmosphere in the scene, it seems like the, the, it makes the adult libation taste better. It does. It does. And um, there are also safe products you can use when you're creating these drinks, like, for instance, dry ice. But um, anytime you're working with materials that you have not used before, you still want to be a little bit cautious and make sure that you're, you're safe in your handling of things. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let me ask you so, this, because 
you know, once upon and, and <laughs> excuse my barbarian mindset here <laughs> when I talk about <laughs> vodka and just you know high C, right? Uh, maybe that was a long time ago and it was acceptable, but today you have people that have allergies or specialties, and maybe that one or two drinks that used to be a fan favorite. I mean, you have so many different palates to to uh, appease now. So how, how do you, what's the first step to, let's start with something basic and simple, and then we can kind of get fancy with it. Okay, let's, let's start with, here's something easy. Let's just start with a Bloody Mary. Okay. You know, let's, let's be basic here. Now, I think with every cocktail you ever offer at a party, um, it is very important to give a non-alcoholic option. And start, I always start there with the basics. So even if it's a, uh, you know, even if it's something in tonic with lime, it makes people who don't drink feel better if they have the beautiful cocktail, but it just doesn't have alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, I think when you're setting up your party, it's always nice to have that in mind because you want your mm-hmm. guests to feel comfortable. And, and let's face it, um, you know, we're responsible drinkers. We're not, we're not enjoying our cocktails because we plan on being overly crazy at the Halloween party. It's just a, a fun addition and, and, you know, taken in moderation. It's, it's a nice thing to have, especially if it's going to be aesthetically fun. So I always, I always assume that people can have it with alcohol or without alcohol, and then I sort of build from there because it's nice um, to ha- give options of types of alcohol as well. Well, you confused me just a little bit because I, was, I had the understanding that we were all Frank the Tank from old school and we were going streaking in the yard afterwards. <laughs> Maybe I'm being too conservative. I mean, I do like alcohol for a living. <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to be too polite here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going streaking. No, maybe we should just get right to it. It's funny. I, mean, I, I, I live in this little town of Healdsburg, and I was I was getting ready for this podcast, and I was actually in in my little town, in my grocery store, in the alcohol department, you know, grabbing all sorts of fun things because, of course, you have to do research to get ready for something this important. And it's my friends. So I kept running into people. They're like, "Oh, uh, so when are we going to be at your house? You know, cocktails <laughs> now. When are we coming over?" So you know, I'm a little bit of a known entertainer in town. I admit. So yes, let's just. I, I'm being polite. I still think it's nice to have a non-alcoholic option. But so, would you like to move forward to some drink choices? Uh, before well, before we get into it, and I, of course I do. Uh, I just want to make one other remark about the non-alcoholic option because I think that is probably more prevalent the older you get. And, you know, your body can't handle what what it used to. And it made me also think of, and now I did this a long time ago. So when I was in undergrad, I was a vegetarian. And then when you're older, people make it a point, like you could say, well, did you watch the news today? But whatever the topic is, they bring up that they're a vegetarian. So does that happen when someone says, well, you know what, I don't drink alcohol anymore. I need a non-alcoholic option. You know, we, I, I see that out here occasionally. Now, keep in mind, I am in the land of, of, I'm in wine country. 
So I'm in it. Okay. My town only has 10,000 people in it, and we're surrounded by vineyards, and and there's just a very, very large percentage of people who actually work in the wine industry, like myself. Uh-huh. And so yeah. we probably have a disproportionately high number of people who consume alcohol, but we are also very polite in wine country about making sure that, that there's no stigma to not having alcohol. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha, but don't you gotcha, think that's gotcha. a trend in the country right now in general? It is, and I mean, it was just, you know, I was excited, and I still am, about our talk, and, you know, some of it, when you're talking about themes and atmosphere, uh, there was a time where the scarier it was than the greater time that you had, and we kind of started off with, well, you know, we're going to make a non-alcoholic Bloody Mary, and, you know, it's kind of like not celebrating, um, what do they call it now? Uh, season's greetings or everything uh, but what we used to call it when we were little kids in December. Oh, so you mean the, the whole, whole PC era. Yeah, the whole PC era is like, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but that's what I was thinking when you talked about non-alcoholic options. Well, I know, but I, I, I'd like to be a good hostess, and I'm sure you like to be a good host as well. So yes, yes. we don't want to be something for everyone, but it's but again, I'm just I threw that out there as a as a, as a thought awesome. <laughs> when you're okay. getting your party supplies together. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. So they're included. It's an inclusive party, people, right? <laughs> and w- one thing that I really liked was uh, Rosemary's Baby. I wanted to know what was the thought process behind it, and is that one of your favorite movies? <laughs> it's not one of my favorite movies, but when you're serving – the Rosemary's Baby cocktail, um, I think it is really fun to set up a whole atmosphere in the room where you're throwing the party. And so I like to have the dim lights, encourage costumes, of course. It's always Mm -hmm. nice to have uh, areas of dry ice, but my gosh, having Rosemary's Baby playing in a dim room <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with party music on, of course, is the way mm-hmm. to go. That's a good nice. party. I know. I know. So, <laughs> so, yes. So that's the way to go. And you can, um, you know, you can come up with all sort of creepy, creepy ideas, but you want the cocktail to taste good. So, yes. Definitely. Are, now, do you are, do you make cocktails yourself? I do not, but I do have a very expansive palate, so I will try things. And what was interesting, because I, I want to know how to make, I, I want to go a little bit into Rosemary's Baby, uh, how you make it, because unfortunately, I just watched uh, the Rajneesh special on Netflix. And those that don't know the Rajneesh special, it's that, that group in the 70s where they took over Oregon and everything was uh, red and kind of like Rosemary's Baby. So I'm like, are we drinking Jim Jones juice or is this a wine concoction that we're having at this party? Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. I don't know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, 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 that is funny. 
so what what is it what does it entail to make because I think that might be my theme this year is the rosemary's baby oh okay, so you know certainly have the movie rolling that's always fun. excuse there's a little mm-hmm. bit of noise in the background because I'm in the lab at, at the winery. I apologize okay so you take i'm I'm taking kettle one vodka and adding just a little bit of Meyer lemon, simple syrup, fresh lemon juice, a rosemary sprig, and club soda. So it's a very yeah. fresh, light. I don't like things that are overly sweet. And, you know, especially if I'm having a larger party, I like to make things that, uh, you know, something, not necessarily something for everyone, but still, it's a really simple way to make a drink. And it's, it's a crowd pleaser. So mm-hmm. I encourage that. But one of the things that is fun to do is go to uh, the dollar store or the local party store, and it's fun to get, uh, like, tiny plastic spiders. And, you know, maybe you could even get, like, those little babies that they use in, for, uh, in New Orleans for the cakes. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. put, put some little some little plastic babies in there. That's sort of fun and and a little creepy, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it freak you out a little bit if you had little plastic baby in your drink. <laughs> so, so you need to spice it up. And you what if I couldn't tell that it was a, a What if I couldn't tell that it was a fake baby and I put out my phone to put it on Instagram that we were giving babies alcoholic beverages? Uh, I don't think you could go away with it. The baby would be immersed in ice. <laughs> it's a plastic baby. It's the, okay. It's, it's the one. It's the plastic babies. All you have to do is go to kingcake.com in New Orleans, and you can find some plastic babies. So. <laughs> now, another favorite thing to do for cocktails that I love. Mm-hmm is if you get the, uh, you can get some ice cube trays and you can just freeze some really fun things like eyeballs. You can freeze an eyeball in ice and put one in a drink. That's fun, super fun. You can also use cherries, but you don't really get the flavor of the cherry when you do that. I say you may as well go for plastic. I'm not saying that that's entirely good for your body to freeze plastic and put it in an alcoholic beverage, but... You know, what the heck? It's one day. <laughs> it it's makes, one day. Come on. A, Ryan, if it makes for a good party, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I rinse all my plastic babies and eyeballs off before I freeze them. <laughs> sure. You know, I'm not a barbarian, for goodness sake. <laughs> well, speaking of barbarian, and please don't hang up in advance because <laughs> I might yes. ask something that will turn your nose up. So I have a question uh-huh. about Rosemary's Baby, and you were uh-huh. talking about Kettle One Vodka and all the other beautiful stuff. What if you substituted vodka for gin? Oh, I'm all for that. I'm all oh, for okay. that. All right. She's cool, no. guys. She's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I'm an equal opportunist uh, uh, spirits consumer. Okay. So. <laughs> that can end a party. Actually, I mean, that starts fights. <laughs> no. 
Um, now, another another thing that is really easy to have at a party, and of course you get the whole punch bowl thing going. I mm-hmm. love to make. Now, I, I call this witchy wine in a way, but I think it's really fun to make sangria. And there are a mm. lot of ways you can make it, and you can get rid of some of that wine. Like, do you really want to open your your $100 bottle of Cabernet for your Halloween party? Wouldn't you rather get mm. rid of, of a present from your in-laws that you really never planned on <laughs> drinking? You can throw it into a punch bowl. <laughs> you can... You can add, um, you can fortify it with spirits, or you can just make sure it's effervescent. But then you add that little bit of dry ice, and you've got your witch's brew sangria. And that's, oh. um, and that's really good for people who want something festive, but they would rather drink wine and not booze. Right. So, so that's, now, this is that's another nose turner for you. So uh-huh. since we're not opening the $100 cab, are we throwing uh-huh. in two-buck Chuck? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you have it, if you have it, use it for sangria. It's, uh, great. it's, okay. it's a great use of, of inexpensive wines or just older wines. I swear, especially wines that you really don't know what they are and they've been around since like 2002 or something. I mean, it'll have a little bit of a vinegar-type taste. I guess I would say the older the wine, uh, the stronger the decision to throw in something like Grand Marnier. So, I know. Well, first of all, it gets the party going a little bit. Yes, yes, it would. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) But it uh, it also covers that, what we call volatile acidity taste, which is tiny bit on the vinegary side, but it's a good way to, um, it's good use, utilization of wine, I would say, that, that okay. you're not excited about drinking. Okay. I, I do want to have a quick sidebar since you did bring up Grand Marier. So there's two schools of thought, and I want to get your opinion. Do you make uh, French connections? And if you do, what do you put in there? In French connections? Yes. Hmm. I have had people do it with Grand Marnier. Mm-hmm. But I think with the French connection I've used a um I've also I've used raspberry liqueur. Hmm. That's a new one for me. Hold on, let me okay. think of the name of it. When was the last time you had a French connection? Oh my god. A long time ago. I, that's a really fun. That's a fun drink. That's a fun idea. I like that. Yeah, well, I just I'm usually, haven't had one in a long time. Me neither. And it, I usually, uh, if it's well, it's football season now. So when it's a little colder, because I'm in the south, so maybe like after Halloween, around Thanksgiving, and the cigars come out, then a grandma or a French Connection will come out. So huh. that's what I was thinking well, about. Yeah. Well, and since you are in the south, and it is still warm. And I'm excited it's football season. That's always a fun time of year. Um, A a dark and stormy is a pretty good classic for entertaining. Oh, okay. Now, that wasn't in my show notes. I do want to know more about that. Well, a dark and stormy is just, um, it's, you you have to have ginger beer, first of all. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And it's best to have high-quality ginger beer. It's sort of funny. Sometimes you can use um, sometimes you can use alcohols that aren't perfect, but the um, the other ingredients matter more than people think. So okay. you want to make sure that in your dark and stormies, you get a good brand of of ginger beer. Okay. But it's definitely. And it's, it's made with dark rum and ginger beer served over ice. Okay. And so that's a definitely a fun one. Now that's also if you're, uh, you know, some people have uh, when they entertain, it's in one major room, and the rest of the house is cut off. And in others, you may have different themes. So I'm thinking if there's Rosemary's Baby. Type, type theme in one room, you may have a dark and stormy and have, you know, the whole storm audio in the back in the background, maybe. Ooh, that's a fun idea. I like yeah. that. Well, and you can and, do dark and stormies as, as, uh, as punches as well, and you can still do uh, the dry ice thing. Punch bowls are okay. fun. Like, when was the last time you saw a punch bowl with the big ladle? You know it's right, going to be well, a good party. <laughs> when you say punch bowl, I think again Frank Ta- Frank the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> punch bowl, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and you can call it, uh, you know, like the dark and stormy devil punch or something like that. I mean, there there are a lot uh, of plays on words. <laughs> so. But yeah, cool. so so let's say we've got our party set up. We've got the dark and stormy room. Mm-hmm. We've got Rosemary's baby's room. Mm-hmm. And then there's, of course, the pina gulata, which is basically a pina colada, pina colada. Ah, uh, okay. But, you know, if you want to get... But I, um, I tend to avoid... I think uh, blenders are not a good idea for parties. Ah, I love to hear this a position. Well, they're just, they're loud. They sort of get in the way. They slow down your progress. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I usually don't go the blender route. But I do like pre-mixing something. You know, I remember, um, well, I did have a party and served hurricanes and I, oh I believe that I believe Saints football was involved. Oh, <laughs> was just, you're trying to repeat it back together. <laughs> yeah, it, just wasn't, yeah. it just it was not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said hurricane, so I think it's per- affectionately known as slurricane. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. Wow. So, no, I I did that once, and I will never do it again. And I've certainly learned my lesson with sugar, lots of different types of alcohol. I mean, you want to actually care for your guests. It just yeah. it just was not it, – it wasn't good. There were guests littered all over town. It was, it was absolutely tragic. But So now I do responsible entertaining. That is so with. timely. That's so timely because our next guest is about gut health. <laughs> no, it's about good health. <laughs> gut health. <laughs> oh, gut health. 
that's funny. Well, I, you know, I've, I've listened to your podcast, and one of the things I really, really love, and I know your audience cares about this, it's so diverse. I mean, yes. it's, it's fascinatingly diverse. Yeah. And that, that's nice. It makes it fun. When I started going through, you never know exactly what it's going to be or how serious it's going to be. And I thought, and here's a guy who cares about good alcohol as well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's impressive. So, he cares about world peace and cocktails. There's something he said for that. You don't see it very often. <laughs> Well, well, thank you. It's funny because it sounds like you need to visit one of my parties because I am one of those that doesn't have just one room, so it'll be multiple themes, and it'll happen that way. Like, what? How do you know Hamza? How do you know Hamza? You know what I mean? It's like because there's so many different worlds. When worlds collide exactly. while we drink hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, and, and I – so when I do parties, I don't have – the luxury of different rooms, although I will usually have something, you know, I have one big room, like the kitchen, living room thing, but I do have an outdoor area, and I usually have something separate going outdoor and indoor, but as you know, everyone gravitates toward the food, mm-hmm. and so I, I always set food up in advance, and I always like to have, um, you know, unless I'm doing a sit-down party, but just for a fun Halloween party, have a lot mm-hmm. of different food stations that are easy to replenish especially when they don't require utensils, you know, potato chips, for instance. (laughs) But it's it's nice to have completely different sections and areas, but but no, so I'll I'll, um, I'll find something fun that will go with whatever cocktail is being served as well. So do you have... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I had had a question about... um high school or some to some people college but uh, I was an athlete so I'll say high school and we learned in high school um, liquor before beer never fear and what was it uh, beer before uh, what was the other one beer before liquor something was I guess I I'm not eloquently explaining it I think it's never it's, I think it's liquor liquor before beer have no fear. Yes. Beer before liquor couldn't be sicker. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> because we're talking about good. being, we're talking about being scared, right? But we don't want people <laughs> to mix their drinks, or can they in the in these scenarios that we talked about tonight? Well, okay, here's another, here's another way to go. If you can, when you have your different party rooms and your party drinks, if you really, really care about keeping your guests on even keel, then it's best to stick with white products like gin and vodka because mm-hmm. going brown can sometimes be a little dangerous for guests as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... So, and you, you definitely, I mean, once I start going brown, I make sure it's <laughs> the end of the evening, my friend. <laughs> wait, wait, you confused me again, Susie. So are you saying we need another room for Pulp Fiction? 
<laughs> Pulp Fiction, yes. <laughs> yes. Or you know what? There could be a big Lebowski room. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. there you Have go. a few Caucasians going. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh oh, we're going to take I'm, this show on the road. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe we can just find alcohol themes. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I actually had a, um, I had a, a uh, office manager who only drank white Russians and nothing else. It was really nice. I never had to worry about employee theft at the winery. Handy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yes, we had, um, yeah, Big Lebowski. I assume you've seen that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I love it. Classic. Yeah. So I'm sure there are other movie themed drinks. Yeah, I am a I am a total moviefile or what do you call it a movie goer. Um, I have no audio file. I don't know the movie version of that, but I love movies. And I'm thinking of Halloween, and I'm thinking of themes, and I'm thinking of for adults that as children a lot of people hated clowns. And this year, we just got a double dose. So what was it, a month or, or about a month and a half oh, ago, we had it. Yeah, well, we had it first. It first came out first, and now we had Joker. And I know, I, I don't think it's just Atlanta. I think I read around the country, you're not even allowed to go into the theater with clown makeup on. And what do we do if someone comes to our party in clown makeup, and what should we serve them? What should we serve them? <laughs> After you scream, gosh, <laughs> I know there's just, there's just, <laughs> there's just, I, I would say a colorful, a colorful cocktail. You know, I did see, I did see a, um, you know, you could do like jello shots and then just make them all colorful and mm-hmm. God forbid, buy little clown heads to stick in there. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I mean, but yes, clowns. Clowns, welcome. <laughs> did, did you ever... What is that movie with... Uh, oh, gosh. With Ed Murray, where he's a clown who robs a bank. Anyway, it's a classic. But yeah, when people show up as clowns, it's almost like they're not being polite guests. Right. <laughs> because it scares everybody. So there should so. be an asterisk in the in the invitation that goes out. Maybe. Um, now, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> now I I I have I was at a party and saw a cocktail called a killer clown. Okay. And basically Basically, it was a, a, you know, hodgepodge. It's like a Long Island iced tea, basically. Okay. But, you know, you can use, okay. like, the, the Curacao syrup to get some color in there. So there are ways okay. to go. Okay. So, but right. have you had a lot of clowns show up at your parties? Well, I'm thinking, I mean, people want to be really topical, of course. And I haven't seen it yet, but I'm gonna I'm going to see it, uh, the Joker. And I'm sure I don't want it. You know, I want people to have a good time. We don't have to debate about you know, whatever. <laughs> but are clowns angry drunks too? 
Our clowns <laughs> angry drawings. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> no offense to the clowns listening to the podcast today. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, I it it probably I know this makes me just a terrible hostess, but I do have a guest house and my there's a clown that lives in the closet. Okay. It's a fun it's a fun party trick. I mean, it it really scares people. They they tend to <laughs> They never forget your house after that. And during Halloween, yeah. the same creepy clown, um, I'll usually set it on top of the um, counter in the guest bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. fun to listen to people scream when they go in there. <laughs> so, I actually so do you I leave the uh, – go ahead. Because <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if you, have, uh, if you have psychiatrists that come to your party, you leave their business card because these are unresolved childhood issues. That <laughs> Well, we even we scare each other at the winery all the time with this scary clown. It's just this ongoing. I'll put it in the dump truck. The guys are getting ready to take pumice to the dump, and they scream when they get in the truck. So it's nice. just another element of the clown year we're having, and the potential fun you can have with a creepy clown. Yes. Although. Yes. So I'm sure you have clowns around, don't you? I do, and the other thing that it was kind of last year and the year before was um, the purge. So I, I would throw that in there as well, because in in those movies or TV show, they're kind of in clown makeup in some instances. And I was, I, I'm trying to look at because what's interesting, and you let me know about this also, Susie. So when when someone comes to your party, let's say they are like Ward Cleaver. But if they go to too many different themed rooms, they turn into clowns. So <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do we handle that this holiday season? Yeah, there's always that. Yeah, I got you. I, I hear you. Um, well, that's sort of a big. That that could be part of the entertainment. Of course. <laughs> okay. It's better to laugh with people and not at people, of course. But, yes. but yeah, sometimes people get a little crazy at parties. Hey, I've got another fun party trick that tends to go over really well. So you go get a uh, a fake mouse or a fake, you know, giant spider or a fake lizard. It's always fun mm-hmm. to put those in the in the uh, food bowls, in the food dishes while people are eating. I love doing that. <laughs> it's fun. I highly recommend it. <laughs> now I'm just, it's just thinking. It's fun to hear of, people screaming at parties. It is. I'm just thinking of some that are more prudish than others. <laughs> I never. <laughs> well, the worst thing that happens is they never come back to your house for a party. Right. Right. But we have to do business with these people. I'm thinking long range here, Susie. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I think everyone eventually has a good sense of humor, but it's fun having a snake, you know, a little snakehead sitting, sticking out of the couch. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like that a lot. So, and I'm going to blame you, by the way. So I'm going to say Susan, Susie told us about this. <laughs> I'm innocent here. <laughs> Disclaimer. I know, I know. 
But so that's another fun way to go. Now, do you know what you were going to dress up like for this Halloween? I really, I mean, I'm a guy, so it may be like October 31st at noon <laughs> when I figure it out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You could be like just the A in the Falcons or something. Exactly. <laughs> that's an easy way to go. Oh, I'm the A. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Oh, exactly. Take your shirt off, put the big A on your chest. You're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why like he keeps coming in, but that's the whole Frank the Tank, the, Frank the Tank theme again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm sure clown will be a very popular way to go this year. There are going to be a lot of jokers yeah. out there. Yes. So, yes. Have they really Ooh, outlawed it, or are you making that up? No, I totally, totally, you can, you know, uh, you don't re- believe everything you read online, but there was there there was this big push to uh, you're getting your bags checked if you're wearing clown makeup. Um, they've kicked people out because you know certain themes and p- if you're if you're clapping too loudly, it's inappropriate because it's it's encouraging you know this type of of, of subculture behavior, and oh, it's really yeah. uh, a lot of. It's interesting to have this conversation right now, Susie, because you know we're on a line, and it's a whole other, probably another podcast. But you have this whole PC culture, and you have um, those that that subterfuge to get around it, and so everyone's kind of policing each other, and that's where I would. That's why I was excited about speaking with you because you know, holiday uh, Halloween is supposed to let your hair down. Most type of things, and it's and sometimes it's ruined because it is too PC. And what will people say? What will people think if we have this this uh, peanut gulata at our house today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yes, or yeah, frozen clown drinks and things. Yeah. No, I I yeah I understand, and I'm probably oh. a little bit isolated because again I am in a very small, cool town, but but small. Mm-hmm. And where alcohol is encouraged <laughs> because it's our life, only because it's our livelihood. <laughs> only. So That's the only, the only, greater good, the greater good. Exactly. And, and we do it for our people. We do it for the people. <laughs> we, you know, we care about making great wine and wine making and wine, you know, wine's a very sophisticated, well-accepted beverage. And yeah. so I think I, I think I am, can speak for a large group of winemakers. We just love to make cocktails. It's mm. fun. It's a nice change. Mm. So, so I I don't know if I, you've heard this yet over the, out there out on the West Coast, but and, and it's not really legal here yet either. But and I might be misspeaking, but I, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. So. They are developing this uh, chewing device, like a gum, that absorbs alcohol or absorbs the uh, breathalyzer or it would throw the breathalyzer off. And oh. our first thought, and I'm in a business meeting today, we're talking about this with um, some serial entrepreneurs, and we're like, it only encourages people to drink more and I'm sure in your small town, an Uber ride is less than $50. But here in Atlanta, going down the street, an Uber or Lyft is $50. And I guess that's the other part we do have to make note of. 
what do you do if they're not a clown but they've had too much to drink and you want to make sure that your your guests get home safely? Oh, I, I, I as far as I'm concerned, um, I I believe very strongly in either drinking or either driving. And mm-hmm. I tell my guests when they come to my party, I tell people everywhere, either drink or drive. I think it's not fair to society for you to make that judgment on your own. It's just mm-hmm. not fair. It's a very selfish decision. And so a, a gum, anything that could potentially uh, throw somebody, throw a machine off, it, that's just uncool. Let's face mm-hmm. it. So, so mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm firm about it. And if somebody has too much to drink at my party, they are not driving. But, right. but I, I think I really think that's the culture these days. And and thank goodness for the whole Uber movement because it, I mean, it really like the drunk driving rate, for instance, in Los Angeles dropped like seventy percent. Something just crazy. Yes. Yes. So, yes, so yes, I, I encourage having fun with alcohol, um, and I think it can be, you know, a fabulous part of a meal, or it can be a really, really fun part of a party. But mm-hmm. you do not put other people at risk under any circumstance. I'm certain you, you agree with have, that. Do you, uh, oh, wholeheartedly. And do you guys have safe ride out there? Do we have what out here? Safe ride? We, you know, I don't think we do have safe ride, but I'm, I'm familiar with it. Okay. So, so for those that listening, and we're not being sponsored by them in this podcast, but shout out to Safe Ride. So for those that live in the major cities and you take Uber, you still, you're going to pay twice because you've got to pay to get your car the next day. And in cities like Atlanta, it's going to get towed. So if you use the Safe Ride app, they'll actually come and they'll tow your car too. So, you know, you don't have these abandoned cars throughout the city. So if you went out with great intentions and then later in the evening you're turning into that clown, you don't want to turn into that clown person, you might exactly. want to look at downloading uh, Google Play or the I, I, uh, iPhone store and getting Safe Ride if you're not using Uber or Lyft. Well, that's a great idea. And let's yeah. face it. Money is no object. I mean, truly, it, no matter what you have to spend, if when you make that decision to drink, then you need to figure out a way to make it responsible, always. Of course, well, um, I, I'm sorry, ahead. what were you going to say? Oh, all well, I was, was going to give a shout-out to all of my attorney friends because as they politely say it, uh, you'd rather pay $90 for towing or Uber, or would you want to pay fifteen thousand to go through the court system? So you do the uh, math. Yeah. So what we've created in my uh, wine country drinking town is mm-hmm. um, now these are say it's when I say safe, I mean it, we're not talking long driving distances, but it's a great way for the seventeen and eighteen, you know, seventeen through twenty one year olds to make money driving everyone around. And so we've oh. sort of set up a a neighborhood network in our town. Hmm. And so we know whose kids are back from college for the summer or which kids really want to make extra money. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's just it's nice to it's nice to pay a kid who wants some money and know you're not drinking and driving. 
So sure. any sort of network like that. And I also set things up, um, set up driving situations prior to throwing a party. And okay. I like to let people know what their options are. So mm. it's, just a, it's just a good thing to do, I think. Absolutely. Have you ever been to wine country? I, the closest I've been was Temecula. And I went there for, I was in San Diego for a conference, and they had a, a brief, sparse little winery there, but I have not. And is that an invitation? Yes, it is. It absolutely is an invitation. And, and I, cool. you know, take this seriously. I will throw a party if you come out here. We'll have, we'll have a theme inside and a theme outside. There's lots to do where I am, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And we have a lot of appreciation for uh, fine wine and fine food in particular. People so, have been asking us, and thank you. Thank you so much, Susie. We've been asked, and the farthest we were going to go was uh, to Peru for ayahuasca retreat. And I'm thinking that going to wine country might be the safe bet for, like, baby steps. Let's do wine country before we have an all-out ayahuasca fest in Peru. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's just, it's a really, it's a very, very special place. So I, I encourage you to try it. And the, the name of my town is called mm-hmm. Healdsburg, and it's in beautiful Sonoma County. Okay. So for anybody who is, if just go online and see how great it is. And the best part is that the place where we would have the party is downtown Healdsburg. So okay. it's, it's walking distance to everything. So it's, it's a nice, I, I have a very nice situation here, but, but it is a beautiful place. Now your winery, is that in Healdsburg? It is. I'm downtown Healdsburg. Okay. So I have and a tasting room and a production facility in two separate spots, but they're, they're four blocks apart. So it's very okay. nice. And this is the part where, I mean, I, I know we've had a lot of levity and I've enjoyed this hour, and it always flies by, but I don't want time to go by because, I mean, any further, because you are a winemaker with over 20 years' experience, uh, both on the food and wine pairings. So we talked a little bit about, about your depth, and I'm sure we only touched the surface for Halloween, but... Um, go ahead and, and talk a little bit about Selby Winery and uh, do you, do you t- what type of events you offer and all, all of that good stuff. Well, I, I have a winery. I have a tasting room. It's open seven days a week. But I, I'm a, just a big advocate for the wine industry and especially for Sonoma County and the town of Healdsburg. Um, I have been doing this over 20 years. I started it with my dad and you know, the dream was to have a vineyard and a beautiful house in, a, in the middle of a, you know, vines and hills. And, and he actually was um, in the process of doing that while I was learning the wine industry. I was a wine, I was, what was I doing? I was working in a tasting room and in the cellar at a large winery. And literally, um, he died shortly after after deciding he was really going to take that big step of buying something. And he was a, he was a famous spine surgeon in Dallas. Um, most of what he was doing while he was alive was he was drinking our profits. <laughs> he and his friends would come out here and <laughs> they were drinking wine. 
And we had a wonderful few years together um, while I was learning the industry, but when he passed away, my, my family couldn't, did, did not, didn't want to and shouldn't have invested anything. So I just hung in there and learned the business by myself, and I still have no partners or investors. So wow. I'm proud of what I've accomplished, but I'm, I, I really have embraced this industry. I'm, I'm officially sort of an old-timer, which I'm proud of. You know, it's not an easy industry. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I, um, again, I venture into other things and I, I do care a lot about food, wine and beverages in general. Well, hats off to you, Susie. And, you know, as a side note, we, uh, we, I personally, you know, am really happy to, uh, from an intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective is, is to tell those stories that you just shared. And you're a perfect example of, for many different reasons that you just highlighted, one being there are some there is one school of thought that someone's going to work at their nine to five and then retire and then live their life right and we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring and if and on the other side you take a leap and on the surface it doesn't sound like is this the right time is there ever a right time to do it and you stuck through it in over 20 years you're still here to talk about it and you still you still have that high energy and so you're definitely a success story well, thank you. That that truly means a lot to me. And I, um, I I really look forward to seeing you out here someday. You should honestly take advantage of this offer. It's a fun, fun place. I, You know what? I have many miles that I have to – we here, there, there's a saying that if you die or go to hell, there's a layover in Atlanta. Yes. And <laughs> – the good thing about the city is, and I'm sorry, the, the acronym for Delta is doesn't ever leave the airport. So I might have to take another <laughs> airline to get out there, but I have many miles is what I'm saying. So I, we should have a podcast on the road. And if not the podcast, it sounds like a wonderful experience. And we talked about Selby Land is what I'm calling it instead of Heldsburg, Healdsburg. But for those that aren't calling it Selbyland, what is the website that people can find more information so they can uh, actually book events at your location? Oh, it's selbywinery.com. Very simple. Okay. So you should awesome. go to Selby Winery or Susie Selby. There I am. And this was a very fun break. We're in the middle of, of harvest. All the tanks are full. Trucks are coming in. You know, I'm I'm still the backup forklift driver, <laughs> just fine. So I got I I had this hour to not be on the forklift, which is sort of exciting. And of course, getting ready to mix some of those cocktails. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I will share nice. it with my staff. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. So I will I will That's... eat I I'll email you some photos of these cocktails, and if you would like, I will email you some recipes as well. Oh, you know what? That would be that would be great. And I'm wondering on your site because because I didn't see it. Are they listed there as well? I'm sure um, all the guys that are listening that are not going to make vodka in high C this season, <laughs> we're going to need all the help we can get. I'll tell you what. I, what I I'm going to do is add the uh, party tips and the cocktails, okay. including the. Uh, frozen eyeball ice cubes and the little babies in the baby drinks. 
(laughs) (laughs) So all of those fabulous things. Oh, and of course, not to mention the rats and the potato chips. I'm going to, I'll take a photo. I'll have to stage that one coming up. (laughs) So yes, I'm going to... What? Well, I want to get I want to get your take because I was going to do some really nice photo. I mean, you have a really nice photo of you on your site, and I was going to crop it and make a nice thumbnail for YouTube. And I'm one I want I'm wondering should I do one of those with the chips example that you just gave? And would that be clickbait, or do you want to be associated with that type of thing? <laughs> You're right. Let's go with the vineyard shot. <laughs> I. Okay, I vote vineyard. We'll go vineyard. So. There we go. <laughs> well, I hate to say it. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, and I hate when this happens, but the hour is up, and okay. it was a pleasure. And and we have the site. Is there any other information? I know we talked about Halloween, but and I'm sure you guys are open every season and wine countries every there's always a good time of year. But is there another for people that want to plan in advance and make um plans for the fall or the spring coming up or um is there another event that you guys are are really looking forward to right now? We have a lot of different events that take place. I personally, especially if it were my first time in wine country, I would want to come during harvest, but we have some really fun activities. And when I say we, I'm talking about the Sonoma County wine industry. We have a big event called Barrel Tasting Weekend in March. There's something okay. called Winter Winter Wineland, where, yes, we have an abominable snowman you can take photos with because, of course, I al- the snowman also scares tourists, so all sorts of fun at Selby. <laughs> and, um, and then there are wineries that, believe me, uh, appeal to a more sophisticated audience that doesn't want to hang around for the scary, abominable snowman. Maybe we'll do a clown this year just to shake it up. But, uh, but there, are, there, there are all sorts of uh, events, and, um, and we post them on the website. But um, but I definitely will send you some of these cocktail shots and recipes if you'd like me to, and I will I'll put it on my website as well. Awesome. So and for those that know me and that have gone to my parties, <laughs> you know I know people from all walks of life. So you might find me at the barrel tasting or the others where I have to put my pinky up while I'm drinking. So <laughs> I think I there can. Are those. <laughs> I can dress up when I need to, and, <laughs> and those listening, I mean, they're, they're, it, it, whatever floats your boat, I think that uh, Selby Winery is a destination that you have to consider. Put it on your bucket list sooner than later, and that barrel testing sounds really fun because it's around March Madness. I know, exactly. Yeah, March Madness, yeah. that's a big one. Yeah. So, wow, well, you're a sports person too, so Susie really rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I watch way too much sports. Seriously, it's it's almost a problem. I just love it. It's fun. Nice. So very nice. Well, well, thank you again, and thank you for your time. And it was a fun hour. And I will send you some photos. Yes, and so 
You have just been in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza. Shout out to David that couldn't make it today. You missed a good one. And Susie Shelby, it was a pleasure speaking. Let's stay in touch for sure. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.